0: Welcome Garland readers to another podcast where we speak to some of the key craft thinkers from around the world and it's my great pleasure to be talking today to Yuko Kikuchi who's Professor of Craft History and Studies at the Department of what's called SCAPE, Sustainable Contemporary Art Practice and Visual Culture Studies at Kanazawa College of Art. Professor kokuchi san has contributed significantly to our understanding of the relationship between the arts and crafts movement in Britain and Japan. In 1997, she curated the traveling exhibition, Ruskin in Japan, 1890 to 1940, Nature for Art, Art for Life. And this was followed by a publication based on her PhD, Japanese Modernization and Minge Theory, cultural nationalism and oriental orientalism. She's since focused particularly on the East Asian perspective on craft and design, and also published a, a book, Refracted Modernity, Visual Culture and Identity in Colonial Taiwan, published by University of Hawaii Press. So welcome, Yuko Kikuchi.
1: Well, thank you very much, Kevin. Hello. and uh, um... Uh, Thanks for your introduction, and thank you for inviting me to talk for Garland magazine. Um, It's really my pleasure to talk to uh, the uh, wider audience uh, from this small city uh, of Kanazawa.
0: Yes, well... The work that you've done, I think, is especially important for us because the the story of Minge is quite central to to many of the stories that are shared on our platform, particularly this this current one. So it would be terrific to to share some of your learnings about this. But uh, can we start by your own journey? What was the road that led you to becoming a professor of craft history and studies? where did you start and what sort of experiences were important to giving shape to your life?
1: Yes, well, it, it's going to be a little bit of a winding long story, but uh, my first uh, studying abroad in San Diego in US um, made me really uh, um, uh, go into the interesting idea about cultural translation. Um, the uh, my teacher and mentor at that time was the uh, D Cloud, who was uh, one of the Beat Generation, and uh, he was he introduced me to the poet Gary Snyder, and he was also environmental activist. So the I was uh, really interested in from Californian uh, um, and interest in uh, Orient and East uh, Eastern cultures. And I've studied Suzuki Zen and Okakura Tenshin's Book of Tea and Zeami's No Philosophy and so on in English for the first time in my life and uh, taught by the, uh, these Californian Beat Generation teachers. So it was very refreshing to see that this uh, completely different, uh, um, you know, uh, perspective on my own culture. And uh, um, so I uh, developed this uh, into my MA uh, project on Gary Snyder and environmental ideas. Then I have found an advertisement in the Japan Times for a research associate needed uh, for School of East Asian Studies at Sheffield University uh, in UK. And at that time, I had no idea where Sheffield is. And uh, uh, but I thought it is one year, so I just uh, um, take this job and um, have a look at another perspective from from Britain on the on Japan and the East. So and then one year was extended to two years, and then th- uh, three years, and then um, by then I got interested in the local history of uh, Sheffield and Yorkshire. And uh, in my vicinity, there was a house uh, uh, which John Ruskin built as a museum for workers. Then I also became friends with my neighbors, including a curator of uh, Ruskin Gallery, uh, Janet Barnes, and then uh, the secretary of William Morris Society, who was also living just behind my house. And... So these things uh, really happened coincidentally, and uh, during the many meals and, uh, um, and teas, uh, we developed the idea of uh, Ruskin's influence on Japan. And so I started uh, doing research on that, and, uh, and that was the result, um, came out as a traveling exhibition, Ruskin in Japan, 1840 to 1940 and co-curated by Toshio Watanabe, who uh, becomes my uh, uh, future colleague and supervisor. Um, Ruskin's idea was uh, very influential um, on modern Japan. It's a one way, Ruskin didn't like Japan at all, and, but Japan liked Ruskin very much. And one of the strongest aspect is on the Minge movement and uh, or maybe now understood as a Japanese variations of uh, English arts and crafts movements. So from that exhibition I've decided to do my uh, research project on Minge movement and with the uh, comparative perspective which firstly was just very narrow scope between UK and and but um, this research progressed, and I've discovered the political and uh, colonial aspect of the Mingye movement, which never I found, which uh, have never discussed in an academic uh, way, and also um, um, this includes the expansion to uh, of the Mingye movement to colonial Korea and colonial Taiwan and Northeast China, including Manchuria so i've moved to uh, london by then and from sheffield uh, to do this project a phd project at the university of the arts london then uh, i've also started working as a research fellow for the project um, which was called modernity and identity in non-western art and this was led by Oriana Badley, who was uh, a Mexico and uh, Latin American um, uh, modern art specialist, and Toshio Watanabe, um, as well as Partha Mita, who is uh, a pioneer in Indian modern art um, history. So it was a stimulating project about comparison of uh, modernities, it's a plural modernities, in visual cultures in non Western countries like Mexico, Japan, and India. And all of the places have uh, similar experiences of uh, disruption in their local uh, visual culture and by direct or indirect uh, colonization um, by Western imperialism. So we've done a lot of work and recognized uh, this kind of interesting work in academia. And which was uh, a sort of the time when the Britain was also promoting the uh, cultural diversities and redressing the race, gender uh, equality in heightened interest in the post-colonial theories. Um, at that time, we listened to Edward Said's uh, lectures uh, in person and also Homi Baba, who was still in Sussex. Um, uh, before uh, he moved to U.S. And uh, so we had a very stimulating um, environment there. Then, um, uh, as a natural outcome, we uh, established uh, the TRAIN Research Center. Uh, TRAIN is acronym of Transnational Art, Identity and Nation. So it's kind of extended this uh, um, idea of uh, plural modernities and identity formation in uh, non western, art, uh, North western uh, countries. So that was around 2004, and I began working on developing transnationalism and emphasizing on the intersectionality of race and gender. Um, and so a uh, black artist uh, with Caribbean ancestral relations such as Sonia Boyce uh, um, or Latin American art historians like Oriana Badley, and Japanese art historians like me and Toshio Watanabe worked together um, to um, this uh, um, develop the transnational framework for visual culture studies. So my interest in the Mingay movement. And transnationalism really developed in this uh, very stimulating uh, working environment. And but uh, <laughs> and two years ago, I had to move back to Japan because uh, to take care of my father, who's now ninety-three, and uh, uh, got a job at Kanazawa, um, where there's a strong interest in crafts. Um, so. Um, since then, I created a new department, uh, SCAPE, and updated sort of very old fashioned uh, aesthetic and art history uh, department with the, uh, my experience of uh, developing this uh, uh, transnational uh, um, uh, visual culture studies and critical craft
0: studies. I see. Well, that's uh, amazing. I see journey. well that's a, an amazing but, journey. But I wonder if you could reflect. Sorry, just a second. I'll have to edit this out. Could do you hear reflect, an echo on the sorry, line? Just a second. Yes, I have I to edit hearing. this out. Do you hear an echo on the line? Okay, I'll see what I can. Okay, I'll see what I can do. Do. Okay. Can you say something? Okay. Yes. Hello. Can you say something?
1: Are you hearing me? I don't you
0: hear you. Yeah. All right. I may need yeah. to just turn this off while I'm speaking. Right, Sorry. This is a, a new platform that we're turn just this using. Off while I'm speaking. Sorry. This is a, okay. a new platform that yeah, we're that's just clear, using. Yeah. All
1: okay. right. Good.
0: All right. Yes, well that's an amazing journey. It's, I can see that you're yes, well, that's using an something like journey. a binocular of the Anglosphere to, like to look at the Japanese States culture, and the, both the beat poets of the United States and the Britain, post-colonial and interests uh, from within Britain, and that focuses in on the, within Britain. the issues and, uh, afresh in terms in of what's happening the, in Japan. The issues uh, well, let's cut to the chase. Uh, we've Japan. had an article uh, by uh Linea, uh Marai who is uh, Linea, somebody who's who has uh, uh, been uh, very influenced by, by your in work, uh, a young Brazilian and, academic uh, uh, working the, in Tokyo, and um, she looks of, of at the relationship of Minge to elitism.
1: Uh, the relationship though of championed to
0: elitism, ordinary objects uh, even such as everyday utensils, champions it's tended to be ordinary objects such as kind of an aristocratic utensils, taste. Tended to be um, kind of an the, aristocratic taste. The work of Soetsu Yanagi um, has been extraordinarily the, the work influential. Soetsu Yanagi uh, and so has many been extraordinarily influential. In Garland, quote, uh, and so it's so many uh, articles in Garland approvingly uh, in, so so you know, uh, uh, in terms of the uh, kind of aesthetics that he represents, in terms of in terms of the, the handmade. uh But it's a it's a bit of an issue the in terms hand-made. of.
1: uh uh, whether this uh, involves a some in sense of uh,
0: elitism whether this like, elevation involves some oh, sense those of who uh, 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 oh, those who, who appreciate the, kind of the handmade elevation uh, as opposed to those who live in the kind of industrial world of mass production live in the kind of industrial world so i'm of very mass curious on, on your take on um, this is this is so this something that you think on your take means on something that you think the movement the minge movement and the ideas of Switzer yanagi are forever movement you know, you the, uh, yes, that's
1: a good question. Um, Liliana and think? our friends, uh, we talk a lot about it. Liliana also teaches uh, part time at Kanazawa College of Art. Um, yes, I mean, the uh, Mingei and Yanagi Soetsu, and then this uh, idea of elite culture are more understood well in outside Japan um because the uh, there are lots of minge movements variations of minge movements abroad and they all uh, remember uh the uh, sort of original <laughs> yanagi's versions of minge um, and they carried on um, their own version on top of it whereas in japan um it is quite different um the minge movement uh is kind of re- revived and rebranded now but if you look uh uh if you ask anybody who is interested in uh minge movement or the the name Minge, they have never heard of they would say they never heard of yanagi soetsu they don't know who he is and what is this uh, uh, theory about and so on their starting point is yanagi Sōri, his son and designer and there is a very uh, modern uh, scandinavian look japanese modern design that's where they are interested in uh, the word minge or the minge um, you know objects what they think as a minge objects. so uh, the yanagi and elitist uh, sort of uh, idea is completely forgotten by this uh, new generation um of people who are interested in Minge. they are interested in the, their Minge through muji because muji is trying to um, f- um promote kind of this uh, design idea inspired Minge in their um a project called found me Mi- uh, found muji and they have a great exhibition all the time in ginza's flagship and uh saw, and then uh, you know lots of interesting beautiful books and those are the things that they think it is uh um m- uh, minge so um in liliana's word i guess she would say it, this is a capitalist uh, um cannibalism and it is i think it's i i quite agree with that and um, it is through muji um, they found something interesting for them and but this is quite different from the <laughs> what yanagi thought about muji uh, i mean mingei and also the other source other than muji is the manga there was a very big hit of uh, a manga called golden kamui and um, which is about ainu the uh, liliana is also interested in how ainu was really uh put into the central uh cultural discourse now um but um this ma- uh, manga golden kamui introduced all A- ainu um objects and especially the atush uh um, robes and in on each uh volume they have got some explanation about these uh, costumes and how it, it was made, and then why and so on. So there's a, quite a lot of uh, um, you know uh, information in this uh, 35 volumes or something huge volumes of this uh, golden kami to uh, make them interested in Ainu material culture. So um, this, these are the things, they are coming from a different channels to be interested in Minge, but not, not Yanagi's version of Minge.
0: That's quite fascinating because it touches on what's quite a, a key narrative in many of the stories in our platform, which is the, the lost garden, which is when we look back to periods like uh, the Minge movement and Yanagi and uh, Morris and Ruskin. And compare it to the world of plastic and mass production today it seems like we've lost something majestic something marvelous and that uh, we'd like to go go back there but of course we can't uh, but what we find is often that the spirit of those movements is taking a different form and certainly you've identified something quite radically different in in muji and uh, manga in japan as is carrying on Yanagi, so it seems like you believe that there's something of the, the spirit of Minge that that doesn't necessarily isn't tied so much to the sort of world of elite collectors that uh, seem to uh, identify with it today.
1: Yeah, I need to add that one. And currently the uh, MoMA Tokyo is uh, um, having an exhibition about Minge and which is very uh, unusual because that, that's the uh, fine art uh, white cube uh, doing uh, um, mingei exhibition and uh, the, the language they use is like a um, new design and uh, um, mass consumption and tourism for a new audience that sort of language and then the uh, there are lots of uh, people coming uh, to see they're the uh, younger generation 30s and 20s they don't know anything about yanagi Sōetsu. they they go there to learn about uh, this uh, uh, movement and uh, they don't know anything about japan had war they don't know anything about japan had colon- colonies so they all learned uh, a little bit uh from this exhibition and that's what i'm just witnessing the, this exhibition is just opened in november and then go on until march next year
0: right so it's uh, still evolving it seems you speak about the uh the colonies and uh you do look at uh, yanagi's travels around east asia so manchuria uh, korea Uh, Okinawa and also Taiwan and since you've looked particularly at uh, Taiwan in in, in other work, I'm I'm curious about uh, what you think the relationship between Japan and Taiwan is culturally uh, because we hear a lot obviously about the relationship between Taiwan and mainland China. Do you do you feel that uh, there is still some sort of colonial relationship between Japan and Taiwan? Yes,
1: oh, Taiwan and Japan share uh, a lot of history. It's uh, it's the Japan's colony f- for fifty years, from eighteen ninety five to nineteen forty five. So we still have the people who. Uh, uh you know uh born in here uh the Taiwanese born in here and then Japanese born there and so there are lots of uh, um, shared culture and legacies but we haven't had enough uh academic research nor um collaboration on the Taiwanese and Japanese cultures And so when we started uh, uh, this project, uh, um, uh, "Reflected Modernity, um, the the book uh, we published in in, in 2007, Um, but we started this project around 2000. And that was a very interesting uh, Taiwanese context that uh, radical uh, cultural changes uh, happened um under the uh, uh at that time the opposition party dpp and now the ruling party to emphasize taiwan history or taiwan identity and that means uh, uh more informed by aboriginal uh culture and Taiwan's multiculturalism beyond, really beyond, Han Han uh, uh, Chinese-centred cultural discourse. And uh, interestingly, also, the Japanese colonization uh, past and legacy, those are the ones which uh, informed Taiwan identity, and at that time, um, there wasn't any curriculum teaching Taiwan art history or Taiwanese culture. It was only Chinese uh, art history and Chinese culture, and that was uh, uh, centered on mainland China. So um, the, all the contributors of, for this book was the uh, were the pioneers of making curriculum and policy making change uh toward taiwanese uh, um history taiwanese uh, art and taiwanese uh, whole uh, centered uh, discourse um And one of these uh, uh, contributors, a very important one, is uh, uh, Liao Shintian, who is now the director of National History Museum. And so this national history now meaning the Taiwan-centered national history. So there's a lot of political things uh, went on, but um, this was very productive uh, collaboration um because we have got language problems and but we want to know what we shared and then so one of the uh, um the aspect was mingay, and uh in the japanese mingay discourse um only told uh discourse is yanagi uh found the beauty of taiwanese mingay, and uh, he collected and uh he appreciated and uh, created the uh, words for evaluation but actually there was a very important key person in taiwan yen shui long maybe you know um he's a very multi-talented person he's oil painter and designer and educator and then the leader of the mingay movement in taiwan and he was uh japanese at that time um, he was trained in Tokyo School of Arts and studied in Paris with the other Japanese uh, painters and uh, came back and worked with the, uh, Yanagi and uh, he guided Yanagi to see the, what can be the Taiwanese mingei. So he was a uh, most important person but he didn't. He doesn't come out in the Mingay uh, um, studies, nor in the Mingay's main discourse on Taiwan, and so um, these are the things. So we are excavating um, the uh, forgotten person in this colonial history, and so there are more things uh, we need to do. Um, Because uh, we need to rewrite the Japanese side of art history, because there are no Taiwanese-Japanese artists included in the main Japanese art history at the moment, and then Taiwanese side too um they, there are lots of people who are transnational and educated some percentage in, in taiwan and some percentage in japan and those people have to be you know included in both shared history so this is a um a sort of ongoing project i if i have time i want to continue
0: what's fascinating to see the the arc of your work uh from looking at this east-west dialogue between the Anglosphere and Japan, now looking at East-East in terms of uh, relationship between Japan and other countries. And that's that's very important, particularly uh, from a country like mine, Australia, which is part of the Eastern Hemisphere, to be able to engage in that sort of dialogue is quite critical. Coming to where you are now, Kanazawa has had uh, quite a profile in terms of craft, we've uh, featured Go for Koge and other events in Kanazawa. We had a launch of our Japan issue in Kanazawa. So, can you tell us what you think about the the scene there? What's uh, what's distinctive about it? Yes,
1: Kanaza is a very unique city, interesting, and uh, as I presented in my paper um, entitled Towards a Sustainable Culture of Craft, Kanaza's Regional Perspective and the Big Picture, that was presented for Jockey Club ICH Plus Innovative Heritage Education Program Summit. Uh, 2021 with you and uh, so um, Kanazawa is such a unique city very very uh, obsessed with the uh, crafts and uh, it's because there's a unique historical background uh, from 17th century uh, the Maeda clans uh, you know warlord Maeda clan's story is about crafts and how they uh, used craft as a uh, uh, cultural and diplomatic um, uh, means is the uh, um, the context and which is told and retold stories. And but in addition to that, that they have got uh, UNESCO de- designated status uh, of city of crafts and folk art since 20, uh, 2009 so this uh this is the uh, rich um you know um uh context of this city obsessed with crafts and so many things going on uh, politics and then real cra- craft activities craft educations craft exhibitions and so on but there are lots and lots of problems too so this was uh, my observation uh, for the last two years that um, there are very interesting elements in this city but uh, there needs to be uh, something to uh, look at and um, especially um, to uh, look into the future uh, of sustainability, because at the moment, this city's idea of crafts and craft activities is not sustainable. So firstly, uh, the living national treasure system is frozen and closed. And so there are lots of uh, uh, living national treasure master craftsmen working in, in Kanazawa and Ishikawa uh, prefecture, but um, these are just uh, very artificially protected and supported by the government. But an actual scene is, uh, is not really sustainable because Master craftsmen's average age is 78 and young people are not interested in anymore um, because of its closed world and no new information it, uh, is coming in and women are not welcomed. It is a very male-dominated world, so this is not really 21st century. And also, uh, there's not much information exchange, no digital communication are not uh, present in this crafts community. And so they are not connected to the world. This is a very big problem. Um, They're very closed, and then they were just carrying on the very old ideas for um, like 60 years. And they don't have a common terminologies to communicate, even with the other regions who are making the similar things. So they have to have some uh, way of communicating. So standardization of some of the terminologies used for crafts materials and process and uh, skills and so on. And as well as translating into English is very important to communicate with the other world and at the education um where i am working the higher education has got a big problem because they are continuing a very old method of making but there's no questioning so um the uh, they are creating the uh, undergraduate and uh, uh, providing um, the uh, um, high skill education skill-based education and offers MA and PhD degrees. But if you look at uh, this uh, MA and PhD degrees, there is no critical questions in there. Um, The dissertation, for example, PhD dissertation is a personal diaries or making process, notes of making process. So why they're making and what's for and what is they're doing in this 21st century are not really there. So um, the problem uh, is this critical uh, understanding, no critical questions there, so they just keep making. something is told by the old masters or the old teachers. And this is a problem. Uh, there is no way really, to uh, tackle this uh, sustainable, uh, sustainability problem. And cities administrators who should really uh, co- communicate through unesco's network uh don't speak english at all so they cannot uh, speak and communicate no read in english and they don't hire anybody who can uh you know bridge in between so um there's a policy wise um they haven't got any much uh progressive idea in there so there are lots of problems
0: Please do uh, keep us in the loop for Kanazawa. It would be terrific to see how it evolves, perhaps with some of these elements you've spoken of, such as uh, manga uh, in in the understanding of Kōge in Kanazawa. Certainly keen to provide a window, both looking in and looking out uh, in the future. Speaking of the future, tell us uh, what we can look forward to in the sorts of projects that you're currently involved in and developing. Yes so
1: um as an educator at higher education that was because so many problems here what i could do first is the uh, introduce the critical studies on craft and so that's why i i um, uh, founded a new department uh, within this two years a very short time and to uh connect with the uh, what the discussions going on in the world and there are lots of uh, critical writing about crafts so i'm just i've just started uh, to direct students to uh, you know the questioning themselves And uh, um, also, um, I am doing two projects currently, Um, one is uh, both uh, really overlapping, Um, one is funded by UK government, HRC uh, funding, um, called Women's Leadership in Designing Social Innovation, Mutual Learning in the uh, Asia-Pacific. So, and this is uh, um, led by Joy C at Northumbria University, and I'm working as a co Um, but it is really about the uh, creative industry that how um, you know, women's leadership can be developed in various ways. And the other one is Australia-Japan Foundation uh, funded project, um, also women's leadership through craft. Mutual learning between Australia and Japan. So I'm working with the RMIT um, colleagues uh, Yoko Akama and Sarah Teasley, and uh, um, we are uh, specifically developing the uh, same, um, you know, um, kind of project uh, uh, on the craft uh, in the craft uh, uh, area between Australia and Japan. So I'm learning a lot about uh, Australia's situation. And uh, I am sharing this uh, um, quite, you know, uh, bad <laughs> gender gap uh, situation in Japan. Um, as you may know, the Japan's gender gap is very big and uh, worst among G7 countries. And quite shamefully and embarrassingly 120th uh, pre. Place among 156 countries, so it's really a bottom group. Um, this is a, a statistics in 2021, this uh, this year. And uh, uh, we are also uh, trying to uh, change the uh, gender balance in higher education, and uh, Kanazawa College of Art is a typical one. Um, female students, uh, about 80% of the students are female but the professors are uh, about 80% male. And so uh, this kind of thing has to be really uh, addressed uh, uh, to have some kind of more healthier and future-looking craft uh, situation. Um, We don't know where to start, a lot of problems, but I can at least start uh, this changing the uh, higher education uh, environment to empower women to be able to um, do and uh, contribute and and, then use their creative power.
0: Well, that's most welcome. I have to confess, uh, Yuko, that I think Australia, particularly Melbourne's, in a sense, benefited from that kind of patriarchy because we've had so many talented Japanese women migrate uh, and many of them featured in our stories uh, to make work uh, in Melbourne and Australia. Uh, and make a significant contribution to our cultural scene. But uh, we do also strive, obviously, to profile face voices of of women in in Japan, such as uh, Sachiko Tamashiga and the current issue, where there's a lot of fresh thinking and, uh, I think, echoing some of the fresh thinking that you've shared with us today. Arigato. Thank you so much, uh, Yuko kakuchi san for your time. And we look forward to staying in touch.
1: Uh, Kevin that was a such a pleasure to talk to you
0: you've been listening to a podcast from Garland magazine
1: please check our website garlandmag.com for more stories behind what we make